forth and stuff. We haven't even recorded. <laughs> last time oh, we recorded. it's been a month. But last we had your dad here. Your dad like dominate, dominate with yep. his stories. It's funny. He's got good stories though. Yeah, he's oh, uh, he had to go get his car. Yeah, because he popped his gas tank. I guess he rode over a cardboard. Rode over, rode over hard cardboard. That doesn't bode well for Ford. No. <laughs> what, what, what does he got? He's you got know? a no. He's got a Chevy Blazer. Oh, that's Chevy Blazer gas tanks. FYI, it, cardboard will penetrate well, you. Well, it like, <laughs> it, I guess it flapped up. And the car in front of him last second swerved around it, but like he was like close enough to where that last second swerve, the delay of him trying to do that, yeah, he already hit it, and it's like it, it must have hit it just the right angle, yeah. And and, and when they when they looked at it, um, there were pieces of the cardboard like like folded around the cut that it put into. It it was hard as wow. fuck, dude. It was hardcore cardboard. That's insane. Yep. And, um, yeah, he's been pretty much gone all day, uh, grabbing his car. Jesus. Yeah, something else. Cardboard assault in Detroit. Detroit's bad enough with grab with potholes and terrible, terrible, like, areas. And then we got, you got cardboard assaults on the freeway. Just like, <laughs> you can't yeah. even drive down the freeway. That is pretty bad, actually, that the, the cardboard was so hard it penetrated the car's gas tank. Yeah. Jesus H. Christ. That's nuts, dude. We should probably start this act, but I forgot. It's been a while. Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it. And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing. Never give up, never slow till I finally prove it. Never listen to the nose, I just wanna keep moving. Yeah, I put out all the start, it's my only medicine. Yeah, everything I do, I'm just being genuine. Yeah, I'm sick of being screwed, feel my own adrenaline. Yeah, I do just what I do, and I hope you let me in, let me in. Yeah. Welcome to Don't Feed After Midnight. I'm Steve. And I'm Mike. And it's been eight years. <laughs> Actually, we... Well, uh, shit. It feels like... I know, I know. Well, it's, you know, with people getting sick and kids in school and your your work schedule and my work schedule. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Oh, Grandpa Steve, y'all. I went and saw the Gorillas last night at, not Joe Louis Arena, at Little Caesars. Yep, I almost said yep. Joe Louis. <laughs> I still haven't been to Little Caesars. How mm, is it? It is dope. Little Caesars Arena, like, when you go in there, it's huge. I mean, there's, I'm going to put pictures up on the podcast account, but, like, I sent you some pictures of it. It is huge. It's beautiful. It's clean. Yeah, yeah. There are people Every, like like the staff yeah. everywhere outside and inside. That's awesome. And the parking was great. It was really safe. It's in a safe area, and freaking um that whole area is probably the safest spot to be in the city. It's right amazing. Now. Like yeah. you and when you walk in the building, like they check your ticket, like dee dee dee, whatever. It's all on our phones. Mm-hmm. No paper tickets. Yeah. And you go in, and when you find your when you go into this area, they check your tickets again. Mm-hmm. And like you walk down this hallway. And it spits you out in this beautiful area that, like, so every floor has a lounge with a fireplace, a bar, and a restaurant. That's sweet. And they're big. So, like, I mean, there's, you know, a, thou- a couple thousand people, like, on each level. And those there's plenty of room for them to walk around. 
the the bar area with big cushy gold it's like gold seats and uh, silver and gold seats and everything like that the bar is like this dark beautiful wood and you can get any drink you want you can't leave that bar area with it but you can go have a few drinks and then go watch a show mm-hmm. and you go out in the stadium it's a little steep just because of the angles and stuff because it's made for hockey and shit too and mm-hmm. they have other stuff there but like we were like if we were sitting straight facing ahead like the stage was to our left and down like about like I don't know, 50 feet. It was, we were so close. It was beautiful. You know, I loved it. And, um, no opening acts. Yeah, no, right no, to, right to dude, it. Dude, like, they came out and they just busted it out. All of a sudden, everything went dark. It's big TV screen lit up. And they literally just came out and they were just like, yeah, don't, 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 That's don't, crazy. Don't. You know, and then I was like, holy shit. You know, and then, uh, they played some of the new new music, which I'm not super familiar with. They, they do listen to most of their stuff, but uh-huh. um, they pay, they played a lot from Demon Days, yeah, which was dope, yeah. And then uh, like White Light came out, and I was like, holy shit! And they started they started his strobe effect, yeah. Some dude passed out in the audience. Oh my god! <laughs> and they had to take him out. And then this other guy, like the lead singer, started singing, and he was bending down. He singing to the crowd. And he's got his hand out, and they're like, there's got to be like six people grabbing this guy's arm and his hand, holding his hand while he's singing. And this, you know, this is a 58 year old man. Yeah. Yeah, young. And and I'm like, that's amazing. That's beautiful. You know, they just, the crowd is just being so nice to him, whatever. And like, he's just able to sing to the crowd, you know. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> I think it was during Green World. It was during Oh Green World. And then I was like, huh. And I zoomed in with my phone camera because I got old man eyes. I couldn't see. And, uh, and there's this poor guy behind him mm-hmm. holding onto his belt for dear life, trying to keep him from getting pulled oh into God. the crowd. Some stage, some some poor stagehand with this frightful look in his face, like, ah, oh, ah, oh, yeah. oh. You know, and they're like, and the, 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 lead, the lead singer don't give a shit. He's like, da, 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 yeah, he's just going with it. Damon's like, whatever. Yeah, but he played, he played piano, he played harpsichord, you know, of course he had the other bandmates and all that, and bass and all that. Yeah. Two sets of drums, two huge sets of drums. They had gospel backup singers, which were holy shit. Fuck. That's awesome. They were beautiful and amazing. These two women women came out and like there was one of the gorilla songs that involves the girl just singing, and this woman just belted it out, and it was like it almost brought you to tears. Everybody was on their feet, just screaming and clapping. That's awesome. And uh, he did he's this one song, and he plays this. I don't know what you would call it. It's like a little tiny handheld piano, but you have to blow into it to mm-hmm. play it. And he played it. It was really awesome. That's crazy. It was weird, but it was a great show. Great place to go see anybody. The Who were there the night before. I guarantee you the air was a lot cleaner during the Gorilla show than it was during the Who. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, they had lots of, lots of smoke machines, tons of lasers. Yeah. Um, and it was great. There was not a single problem. Nobody in the crowd fought. Nobody in the crowd screamed. There was a lot of kids. And adults. I mean, I saw people there with kids as young as probably like eight or nine. Holy shit! It was great. And then Booty Brown came out and just shredded. <laughs> he was just like, "All right, don't stop, get it, get it." Yeah, yeah. You know, and that man's got to be pushing the sixty. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty freaking amazing. That's awesome. I just looked at my phone. I see you took a picture of me in the kitchen. I, like, I can smell you. I can smell you, That's Steve. The, I almost took a picture of you. It was like homeboy alone. <laughs> homeboy alone. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, freaking, but they did a, there's this website, um, setlist.fm, I think is what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, setlist.fm. So you can see the set list of any band that's out right now on tour, and the last set they did, 
how long the show was, when they came on, and when they went off, and if they did an encore. Mm-hmm. And it's updated by fans. So it's really cool. You can actually see, like, I was able to look what they played in Chicago, what they played here, what they played there. Um, they did play, like, uh, with this this new song, Opium, with uh, Earth Gang. Okay. You know yep, Earth Gang? Yep, yep. Earth Gang came out, and they were really entertaining. Really? Oh, my God. They were really, really good. Well, they got a, uh, they got a decent stage performance. Um, the way their stuff is set up, it's pretty great. I'm uh I, I haven't uh dived into their catalog that much, but from what I have heard, it's I haven't heard anything I don't like from Earth Gang. And there was also um De La Soul. De La? Yeah, De La Soul. De La Soul. De La Soul. And uh It's just me, myself and I. Woo. It's just wind. De La Soul was uh uh, it's hard to listen to. De La Soul's American hip hop trio formed in 1988 in Amityville, Long Island. They uh, they had a serious issue with rights to their music, their catalog. Really? They were fighting for a long time to get the the rights to get their music, like, um, to uh, to get the royalties from their music, essentially, because the label they were on for so long. They were in a really shitty deal. Oh, and that happens. They had to right. use the fan campaign basically no shit. to get the the um the label to give up the rights. To release their, their rights. Oh like they damn, gave, they gave dude. them all their masters back and I wanna I wanna say they uh they also got their fans to like in the time that they weren't able to make music because they were in this like protest for their rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got the fans to like kickstart them a new album's funding. No shit. And then the fans overfunded them. Like, of course they, they did. got them hundreds of thousands of dollars to make another album. And then I want to say they did it. And um, I don't remember what happened after that. I don't even know if that album's out yet. It but says I, the, uh, their, uh, see, 2006. Let's look at their discography. The last one was 2016. It was an, an anonymous nobody. That, that was it. That might be it. I don't know. So they're known for uh, electric, eclectic sampling, quirky lyrics, and their mm-hmm. contributions to the evolution of jazz rap. Yeah, they were. Um, it was. It was almost like uh, in the same um, musical context as like a tribe called Quest. No it shit. It was very uh, jazzy in nature, very uh, conscious lyrics, like socially conscious lyrics, and um, very pro-black, very. Uh, that is terrifying. <laughs> it's just it's it's the uh, wind catching the door. That is terrifying. I can shut the door. Ah, <laughs> it's scary times. Huh? It's so scary. It's spooky. It's Halloween, man. It's uh, sp- <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, go. you better stop. It's not Kelly. I know. <laughs> it's Kelly. Oh my God! Just just hear a voice. Hey, big boy. That's crazy that that makes that noise. Well, it's because it's, uh, it's got the dumb and giant hinge. Yeah. You know, it's the one thing with Fred. That's why we don't put, uh, put cars in the garage. Yeah. Because the garage was built in 1948, and we can't fit shit in here. So yep. I converted the whole back of it to a podcast studio. <laughs> After I got the slab report, it looks good in here. Yeah, no, it looks great in here. I got to do a little bit more. I put insulation up. I, I waterproofed the walls. I put insulation up, and I put some walls up. And uh, 
It's working pretty good. I have some other shit. Heck I yeah, it's warm in here, man. You yeah, don't it's even, very warm. You don't even need a space heater in here. It feels great. I know. Well, I got a huge, uh, it's a 12-foot by 8-foot thermal blanket, or thermal uh, uh, blackout drapes. So yeah, they're great. Yeah. So it's great for recording, and it also keeps the heat in. Right. I mean, I, I mean, eventually, maybe in the winter, I'll put some in here. I mean, it is Michigan, so we get to be like 10 degrees. But if it's that cold, we record in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. But yeah, I know that uh, freaking that show was amazing. I was I was really really surprised by how much energy. Like I was tired. Yeah. Because I get up for work at five a.m. every day, and like it was like they didn't go on till like nine nine thirty. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna die. <laughs> we brought my thirteen year old. She had a great time. It was her first real big show, and she had a blast. And she was like, when they ended. They were like, thank you, Detroit. And they only walked off stage. She's like, I said, oh, she's like, kind of, kind of tired. And I'm like, nah, you watch. And then everybody held up their cell phones with their flashlights on. And it became like this sea of little white yep, lights. Yep. They, then, could, they could have turned off the, the, the arena lights uh-huh. and it would have been lit up. Yeah. They had, I mean, it was amazing. And then all of a sudden, you know, you hear, you come on, come on, come on. You know, they're like, you know, and you hear them in the, like, you hear the crowd like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like kind of singing the lyrics to a song, uh-huh. and then they start coming out again. They trickle out. People yeah. are like, yeah, yeah. And my daughter was like, "Oh, what the hell is going on?" <laughs> I'm like, "It's an encore, baby." And they played in the encore. They played like five songs. It was just as good as the main show. It That's was awesome. So bro. much energy. That's they awesome. played. They played feel good again. They played a fast. They did a really fast version of feel good, which was amazing. To it was uh, this. Uh, it was Booty Brown. No, no, no. No, it was Earth, the guy from Earth. Uh, Earth Gang. Earth Gang. And uh, he came out, and he was, it was extremely quick. Yeah. And he was like, and I've never That's heard the crazy. song like that. And the lead singer, Damon, the lead singer from the Gorillas, is behind him just like shaking his head like, yeah. It was amazing <laughs> watching these people. And they just grooved. I don't know if, I mean, I'm assuming that was planned, but if it wasn't, it was really good. That's awesome. That's freaking awesome, dude. To have them remix... Just just to, to speed up one of their songs that isn't known for being really necessarily slow, but you know, like the one that song they did not play was Hong Kong, which mm-hmm. is my favorite song, but that's a very slow song, and that mm-hmm. would have brought that like everybody right. The down. energy would have been gone, dude. <laughs> Hong Kong by the Gorillas is one of those songs that every time we seem to hit the Blue Ridge Parkway, when when my wife and I were on vacation, we'd go to North Carolina. As soon as we hit the park, it always seemed to come on either on the radio or on the CD, whatever we were playing. Yeah, I yeah. was like, oh, so that's like my, that's my, my, my parkway song. Pretty <laughs> dope, you know. But God, what was the last concert you went to? Not counting your pops. Not counting ago. my dad. That was, that was sweet. That wasn't, it, by it the way, was so it wasn't, fun. It wasn't Jay Dizzle, was it? No. No, he's gone. He passed yeah, away. No, that was, no, that was his boy, though. Oh, oh. That was his boy. Because um, he, that guy came, he looked like somebody, like, because he had those white, round glasses on. Oh, that guy. Beautiful leather. Off. I was like, Whoa. That guy, he's somebody that'll take care of business. Yeah. If, if you need him to do the right thing for the right amount of, you know what he, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he looked amazing. I was like, that motherfucker knows what he's doing. You know? No, that, uh, that show was perfect in size. I felt like that whole, uh. The, the amount of people we had there was perfect. The patio was sweet. The like everything about that show was like 
exactly what they were looking for. <laughs> and everything went as we figured it would be, including Cheddar. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking Cheddar Bob, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? He was so drunk. Oh, he was pissing me off by the end of the night, man. Well, he came in with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> a fake, fake gun, but a gun. He put it to... Yeah, he put it to Bobby, Bob, Bob. and then he put it to my dad, and then he fucking... He put it to then the, the bartender was like, you could not do that. <laughs> she got... She, she got, was pissed, yeah. dude. She was pissed. He's like, I'm just joking. I'm what? just playing, man. What? what? You don't understand a joke I when thought, you see one? I thought this was America. <laughs> I thought this was America. <laughs> he turned into He's Randy from South Yeah, for Park. real. America. And then he left, and he came back with a ripped up fucking inside out ass fucking gray shirt. Like, what the fuck, Bob? And he's just like, what, man? Yo, yo, it's your boy, Cheddar Bob, in the place to be. Uh... Yo, Mike, you ain't got no beer, but I'm going to get a beer for me. Oh. <laughs> and then he'd walk off and annoy someone else for another yeah, 10 minutes. You're like, like, oh, my God. You're like, Bob, please. He's Bob, please. Bob, go somewhere. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. Like, please, go somewhere. You reek of alcohol, dude. <laughs> like Every set that somebody did, he was in the front row, just like, <laughs> yeah, hands up in the air, dude. pointing at him and shaking. Did was, you, I forget. When did you leave? Not till the very end. After that girl, that woman, that woman went and sat down on the bench, and he tried to sit down with her, and uh, she was like, "Get up!" <laughs> oh my god! Walk away. Yeah, He's yeah. like, "All right, God." She's like, "Just move. Leave me alone." When the DJ started going up to spin, um, Bob had walked up to the secondary mic that was like on oh, the stand, no, and he grabbed it while one of the DJs was spinning, and he was like. Yo, what the fuck is wrong with Oh, my God, no. And then he just sat there, and he was like, oh. Oh, my God. And then he, and he's just like bobbing, and you're like, Bob, dude. So like, drunk. Please. You're very drunk. Go, go home, but take a taxi or something. What are you doing? Oh, you know he drove home. And he yep. absolutely drove home. I wouldn't be shocked if his car gained a few dents that night. Like and other people's cars, too. Yeah. And probably some poor guy walking across Woodward <laughs> Avenue. Some dude's walking. And here comes Bob driving with his man arms. found completely split in half <laughs> on on Woodward Avenue. He was probably holding on to the steering wheel backwards, like <laughs> claw grip, trying to steer. He with was his trying mouth. to rap at the steering wheel, like oh, yo, 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 it's the motherfucking rip. steering wheel. Like oh, Bob, God. please don't do it. And then he like crashed into a store, like a convenience store, <laughs> like. <wham. laughs> And just backed up. The thing with Bob is like, so unlike Eight Mile Movie, Bob didn't really shoot his dick off. Yes, that's the only real difference. Otherwise, Otherwise he's still stupid. He's still stupid. <laughs> and he's still, <laughs> he's like the worst kind of uh, comedic relief. Oh like, my God. You, you don't really need it in your life. No. But sometimes it's hilarious. It's very funny. Your dad told me he pulled up in your driveway once. Like, just he sat fucking, there. Dude, we didn't know what the fuck he was doing. He just rolled up. And then I want to say he drove into our basketball room. Well, he hit the back of your dad's truck at some point. He, just, yep. he pulled up and he just looked at your dad and creeped forward and then bam. <laughs> <laughs> your dad's like, Bob. Bob, what are you, what are you doing? He, I guess he took his foot off the brake and the idol just let the car. And Bob's just staring at your dad. And just roll fucking forward. Idiot. <laughs> fucking Bob. No. Evan, Evan Jones. Cheddar Zarowski. Yeah, that's a... Uh... He's a strange individual. You know what? If you when you drink a lot like that, your your brain gets pickled. And he's how old uh, is Bob now? Bob's he, Oh, he's old. He's like he's probably he's mid fi- mid late fifties. Mid late fifties, yeah. Um 
Oh my god, it's pretty funny. No, yeah, he uh, he a damn fool. That show was fun as fuck. Um, the show I saw before that was when I went to Day in Vegas last uh, October, November ish. Yeah. Um, which I it was like it was like the best mistake because I was you know I was eight months, nine months, something like that post uh, recovery. And, uh, well, post-surgery. So, I was still kind of in, like, recovery. Yeah. And uh, it was a three-day festival in Vegas at the Vegas Fairgrounds right next to Circus Circus. Oh, Jesus. And, uh, like, I spent the whole fucking weekend walking. Oh, God. And my ankle was fucking, oh, my God, dude. My ankle looked like a... um, it looked like a bocce ball. Oh, God, no. Like, it was bad how swelled up it <laughs> so was. swelled up, nasty, puffy grapefruit. Just was leaking yep, everywhere. literally, dude. You like a mango. Your, your ankle bone was in pee, like shredded. Dude, it blew up. But, oh, my uh, God. No, when I went to that, it was a blast. Because I got to see, like, everybody that I wanted to see that I haven't yet nice. in concert. Nice. Like, as far as rappers go. And, like. Then I got to see some people that I've already seen in concert again, and it was way better than, like, the last time I saw them. I like that. Um, then I saw Thundercat, and Thundercat was fucking incredible because, like, at, at first I was like, Thundercat's performance is not impressing me at all. Like, <laughs> at first, because he's, like, one of them real fucking musicians. Like, yeah. He's not no fucking play-to-the-track artist. He is on the bass. And he's he's grooving for like ten minutes with nothing else, and you don't know what the fuck he's gonna go into. And you're like, <laughs> I feel like I'm point. losing my fucking mind watching this guy try to figure out these grooves. But he's dead serious up there wearing a fucking kimono with a Goku uh, shirt on underneath oh it, and he's God. just and he's got some board shorts and he's just like jamming on the bass. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then like, eventually one of these grooves slowly transitions into a song and then he has uh like he plays the song out to completion on his own just him and he's singing like and it's like he's doing a bass acoustic cover of a song of his and he's just you know grooving and singing and then after the song's over he, he's like all right i'm gonna introduce to y'all my man lance and uh this this white dude comes out and he gets on the uh on the on a keyboard and he plays like some super high synths with like background like 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 vocals on the synths oh Jesus. and he, he's just like going through like going crazy on it and you're like all okay. right is he gonna groove on the keyboard for like 10 minutes he only grooves for like <laughs> two minutes and then like halfway through his groove thundercat comes in on the bass matches his groove and then they do a song out of it and you're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and then that song ends, and he's like, all right, here's my boy Derek. And then a dude comes out and gets on a drum set, and he's just like, bah, 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 bah. and you're like, oh my god, what's this going on? This is chaos. Like this is like what's the Eric on? Andre show, like if it were a concert, like. And then that's then like after they get their introductory song out of the way, yeah, it was like the next forty minutes was like nonstop, like incredible. Like I love that. Like R and B funk, like 
some of it was like soul, some of it was like jazz. It oh, I was, love that. It was all music though. I was just sitting there like, holy shit! Like this sounded like the worst piece of shit when I showed up, <laughs> and now it sounds like incredible. Like I wish he could redo this whole thing again so I could appreciate that beginning part. Because <laughs> God, that beginning part sucked. It's it's hard though. Like if you're not if you're expecting something else and somebody just like. Steve Vai's playing in town, right? Steve Vai's over... I don't know where Steve Vai's playing, but, like, Steve Vai... Steve Vai's, like... His guitar is amazing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, like, they will... Like, Steve will just start grooving. Uh-huh. And I've seen videos where they turn the fucking house lights on. Because <laughs> they get him to... They gotta get him to it's stop. Like 2 o'clock in the morning, and Steve's just like... And he's just playing, like, like just jamming. <laughs> and you're just like, Jesus, I know... Look, look, I'm like... Allegedly, I know you're on coke and and hair and like right, you can right. Your body's basically in room. You're sleeping right now, but your yeah. body's just doing stuff. But other people have to leave. Steve, <laughs> shut up. You know, it's like holy crap. It was best, one of the uh, best things about that show is that uh, so Bobby J from Rockaway, yeah, from, from Queens. His mom flew out, which was dope. Oh, my, his mom and his so mom's sweet. partner, they both flew out, and you guys ate fine. They yeah. they ate fine. They, but you get, oh, you went out. Your dad went out. I, I was. Thought, I thought uh, you went out with them because I had work. Uh, they. It was dad, Bobby, his his mom and his mom's partner, and then, uh, Rose Spit went. And um, no, and, I'm kidding. No, hell no. <laughs> if he went, oh god, they would have kicked him out. They would have kicked him out before he even got in. They would have smelled him and said, "You can't come in here. You're not allowed in here, buddy." Um. Yeah, no, and they had a blast. They said they were eating like bone marrow and all kinds of shit. Dude, I love bone marrow. I've only had it once, but like, oh my god, bone marrow—it's like the essence of beef. It's so good. You're a monster. You're like Dracula. No, you never had it. You no, no, I bone marrow. No, it's not like it's not like you're eating bones. You literally crack the bone open to suck the marrow out. No, but they like they do it different than that. It's not like you like. You're on monster. a bone You're like monster. no they like it's like a it's, it's a gooey substance like they like they scrape <laughs> it out and uh. it's like a it's almost like a butter it's like a garlic butter ah uh. but beef ah uh. it's like a beef butter i mean i love i love beef and i love meat but the idea of cracking that bone open and sucking out some beef butter, oh my god well the, they put it on like um you know how like bruschetta they give you those like almost like crouton rounds yeah yeah imagine that and then they just like with this with a spoon and just scrape the bone marrow out and like Smear it on there, and then you eat it like a, oh my god! Our three vegan listeners, <laughs> and they're screaming and punching the, Hell <laughs> their no. bones right now. Nah, Hell no bone nah, marrow. That's like nah. That's like the most manly shit ever. You, that is you're true. Like, you're literally cracking the bone, the bone open. That's that's primal. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's primal shit. That makes me want to eat meat right now. Oh my god, my testosterone just went way up. My doctor told me he's like, you gotta you gotta cut back in the meat a little bit because you seem to be eating a lot of it. And I'm like. What do you mean? <laughs> what are you trying to say? He's like, what are you trying to say, Doc? Know? I'm like, he's like, well. Want to fight about like, it? You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, I'll fuck you up, Doc. You know? and, uh, but he's like, you know, you're 45. And uh, you got to start watching. I was like, look, I'm on cholesterol pills and high blood pressure pills. I'm very careful what I eat. I don't eat fatty. I don't eat, like, uh, stuff that's got a lot of fat on it. I eat yeah. meat. I eat brisket. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. And I eat pork. Yeah. Pork's actually not that bad for you. Um, even though pigs are nasty, filthy things. And, um. 
like I'm just pretty careful about it. But he was like, you should cut back on the meat. I'm like, what do you think I do? You think I eat hamburgers all day? What the fuck? You know, you're just snacking on and, meat, like yeah, straight like, meat. Well, he said he's like, your BMI's off. I'm like, I'm six foot three, two hundred sixty pounds, but I've also been lifting weights like almost my whole life. Right, right. So my BMI doesn't make any difference. It makes it makes no sense. Do you know how many people in this world have their BMI off because their height? Is not matching what a doctor no, he, says their weight should be. Joe Rogan's like that. Joe is built like a brick shit house, Dude, and they say his BMI is off. But there is not a he's really single. There's not a single pro football player that's BMI is normal. Not a single one. Nope. And yeah. they'll say that's unhealthy. That motherfucker is way more healthy than most people. Oh, yeah, what dude. the fuck? My sister. My sister is a freaking tenured professor, PhD, genetic, brilliant woman, brilliant, yeah, yeah. so brilliant. And even she's like, yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, because BMI doesn't, it doesn't prove anything. It's nope. just numbers that they think mean something. But, like, if you look at the person, you can tell, like, that's a healthy person. How do you know? Look at the way they're distributed. It, exactly. It, it makes sense. Look at their look at their shoulders. Look at their back, their neck, all of it. You it, look at somebody like Lizzo, who Lizzo's perfectly fine. Oh, my God, the proportions. <laughs> they all match up. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> She's coming into town. She was wearing, I saw a picture of her. Bless her heart. She was wearing, you know that picture of, uh, <laughs> you know that picture. That bless her heart. <laughs> yeah, she's got like, she's got this thing out. Remember when, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, God. Uh, very nice. Uh, Borat. When, when Borat went to the beach and oh, he had that great, no. that green thong on, but he had it yeah, all the way around his all shoulder. All the way over. She's yeah. wearing something similar to that. Ah. And I was just like, that's a whole lot of front butt. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, and this is like, it's like it flashed on the screen. I, I, we were driving to downtown. I was just like, I was like, ah, that's, you gotta pull a mama Cass and just, you need to stop because she, she's really adorable. She, of a person. Oh my God. I love her. Her personality is winning. Like Lizzo, Lizzo is like, she, you want her at a party because she's just freaking a doll. Yeah, absolutely. But I worry for her. I worry for her health because they, they keep trying to normalize that it's okay to be big like that. It's like it's that, that's going to cause a lot of people. They, people like that die early, and we want to keep people like her around. So no, you should not like say, yeah, it's okay to be. I'm not feet gonna lie. Now. I know she's a big girl and whatever, and I know she's. Uh, I know she's probably the most popular big girl we've ever had. Yeah. Um. But or at least the biggest popular girl oh, yeah. I, I don't know if she's the you know the other way around but, yeah, yeah, yeah um but i think she is the biggest popular girl we've ever had and i won't be shocked if eventually she goes the adele route and you just see her lose a bunch of weight all yeah. at once and you don't know if it was surgery or she worked her ass off for it and it won't matter yeah, yeah. but her her image is not going to change she's still going to live up to that there's that big uh british girl who was really fat she lost all that weight now and they're like they tried coming at her about it mm-hmm. um oh god what was it oh you know i'm talking about she's been in plenty of movies but she was like she was pushing 300 pounds i'm sure oh you mean uh rebel rebel yeah rebel, like, wilson. rebel wilson yeah she lost all that weight and somebody tried coming at her about it and she I ain't was, gonna lie she looked way better the yeah. second she lost that weight she, she looked like, healthy as fuck she flat out said she goes you know i was happy with how i was but i'm happier now because it's easier to get around I don't. St- I'm not running out of breath when I get to the top of the stairs in my house. And mm-hmm. she's like, "I'm happy with how I look, but this is my choice. I didn't do this for you. Right, so for right. you to for you to judge me on it, no, fuck you." And you know, she's right. It's the same with Lizzo. Lizzo 
if she doesn't want to lose the weight, she don't have to lose yeah, the weight. Exactly. You know, we're still gonna love her. Mm-hmm. You know, I think she's adorable when she's playing that, oh, that crystal God. flute. That shit was. Awesome. I was like, good for you, play that shit. It's hilarious. It's so funny how that happened, and instantly there was like a million people like, hey, <laughs> you don't disrespect the white third president <laughs> like with some crystal Stupid. flute that he never, that nobody's touched, nobody gives a shit about. <laughs> we both yeah. those of you who didn't see it Mike and I both just looked off into the distance and sh- shook our fists at a motorcycle going by and then we looked at each other and laughed we are oh my oh, god that's man, funny that's funny but yeah she, like, Lizzo's fine she's like whatever you know I think it'll be great you know but not every musician can be some skeletal you know no I think that's so heroin you know I mean, but I mean, there's there's successes everywhere you look. I mean, like your pops and his crew have pretty much stayed clear of it, you know. Like, yeah, other people that used to be in his crew have not, no, yeah. not, not naming names, but like, you know. But then they get they get cleaned up too after a while. Just, I think you go through phases, but other people like they, they don't have anybody around them that keeps them real. You got like what happened to uh, uh, uh what you might call Katy Perry. Katy Perry went crazy and killed twenty five people. No, not Katy Perry. <laughs> Matthew no. Broderick Matthew ran over Broderick. two people. Oh my in, God! In another country in 1986. And, it's horrifying. Yeah. You know, no, his, his career survived another 30 years. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> no. no, but actually, no, it was um, oh, was that, that British uh, punk rock girl who just OD'd. Remember, um, real pale, skinny. Winehouse. Winehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amy she Winehouse. had talent. Amy, had, she had talent, and then she just. Oh, she was very talented. And she nobody had a great around, voice. And nobody around her told her to stop. Yeah. It happened to Prince. Uh-huh. It happened to Michael. You know, yeah. it, it, you know, it's like in Prince that was a terrible loss because Prince, yeah. after Michael was gone, regardless of what you think of him, you know, I, I personally think he was a raging pedophile, but whatever, you know, don't sue me. Yeah, um, like, but Prince, he was a, he was a little treasure. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't be shocked if they say that Prince was into some weird shit like that. Oh yeah, but at the same time, those two guys, regardless of what kind of person they might have been outside of. The music world, yeah. for the music world, those are two of the like biggest names we'll ever know in our lifetime. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I don't think any artist will achieve the influence that Michael Jackson has put onto music in general. Like that man has influenced like every fucking, oh yeah, every genre in some way to this day. It's insane, you know. It's 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 one of those things like you hear his music and you, it's instant. Like with the first couple of chords, you're like, oh, that's nice. yeah. If you don't like beat it, you're probably an asshole, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah, I've, I've still got Thriller. I've got that vinyl. Oh, my he's gosh. on the cover. He's on the cover of that holding a baby tiger. I'm like, that's eh, Michael's baby tiger. Yeah, but like, but you know, the, and but music's gone some weird ways now too. I mean, look at the Gorillas when they perform, they're on stage and all that, but you know, they have a, these cartoon facsimiles you yeah. know they've created and like sometimes some of the shows like during COVID they put on shows and it was just the cartoons yeah. on the screen like a virtual show yeah and you know and sometimes you know that's awesome too the music music videos that go along with these when they sing it's almost distracting like I'm watching Damon sing but in the background is this like thousand foot cartoon going on and it is the weirdest dopest shit I've ever seen in my life and I'm like <laughs> I don't know. He's like, I want to look at the guy singing, but this is really interesting shit, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I love stuff like that. I like how it's, it's kind of mixed up now. It's different. And the gorillas it remind me of the band. With music, as, as long as you can 
Like, it drives me crazy. Because, like, they are... I'm not even joking. Like, I, I love the concept of gorillas. Yeah. And I do love a fair bit of their music. I, I have no hatred towards the gorillas. But they are the first, like, NFT artist <laughs> ever. What do you mean? Like, you know, now we got... Like, I don't know if you know this, but... Uh, probably like a month and a half, two months ago, Capitol Records signed its first NFT, uh, or not not NFT, but virtual artist. Oh, Jesus Christ. What? And this virtual artist was a rapper that was, uh, it, it looked like a, it looked like a, like a video game character that had like blue hair off to the side and had like all these face tats and like, Looked like a like he could have been of Hispanic descent, and Capitol Records signed this thing virtual, yeah. you know, artist, and uh, nobody had fucking heard of it. Like it was out of the fucking blue. It was like, but somehow the account had like a million something fucking views. Well, you can on buy, the, you can buy, and those, and yeah. that's what a lot of people thought happened. They like, you think it's an experiment? You think it's a bunch of people got got together to see created, if they could do it? Yeah, executives got together, a bunch of producers, a bunch of different musicians and writers, and said, "Let's exactly. create something." Exactly, Let's, and yeah. they, uh, you know, they had they had set it up in a way, and then. Capitol Records signed this artist and was trying to go forward with all this shit. Then it came out this artist, the the artist behind the image of what we see, yeah. is a white dude. And this music's got M bombs in it. What? Like that's not even okay. Even if this white dude is typing it in and letting the AI voice say it. That's a white dude behind that's this. Not cool. It's no yeah. different than him just saying it. Uh. But they had found that out. Then Capitol Records was like, "Yeah, we're canceling our deal with this with this artist." And then it came out that Capitol Records basically manufactured this artist, took a couple producers that are signed to Capitol, and made them make beats for this artist, so they could have a package to to say, "Yes, this artist is is worth signing." So that's why they did it in the first place. They they created the monster, Jeez. and then signed the monster. And then when the monster was revealed to be a bad thing, yeah. they were like, "No, we can't. We can't be a part of that. They're they're gone." And then it's like, "That's fucking uh, but, crazy." But because it's a virtual artist, there's no real loss. True, He's you delete an account. Nobody's fucking no no physical persons like ruined because of it. Like that's so strange. It's so weird, dude. But like gorillas, kind of did that first. Yeah, they didn't like. Well, he didn't. Because uh, it is a he. It's, yeah, Damon. It's, yeah, Damon. It, it's, but their band, their bandmates, kind of shift here and there. Right. I think, but it's not like the band. Like back in the the seventies, sixties with Clapton and stuff. Where like you'd have like the band be made up of like five or six guys, like Eric Clapton, right? John Denver, all these like. And you know all of them. Yeah, and then like the next album would come out, and it'd be like a completely different roster, completely different style yeah. of music, almost. The Gorillas has a similar style of music, but they switch out people left and right. And because it's mainly the one guy orchestrating Damon, the yeah. whole thing. And Damon's really, really Because he's a really great good. songwriter. He's a, oh, he's, yeah. he's a great musician as a whole. Oh, yeah. So he can almost conduct anybody to be a part of his band. Oh, yeah. You know? So it's like, I mean, it's the same thing with, uh, like, Tame Impala. It's, it's Kevin Parker. He's a, you know, he's just one guy, but he makes all of the music 
for the Tame Impala albums. And, like, he's, I mean, he collaborates with everybody because he makes, like, really moody, um, synth-based, bassy melodies. And uh, so, like, he's worked with, like, Kid Cudi and a couple other people, on like, Travis Scott and a few others on their albums because he makes the kind of shit that, like, you know, a lot of artists, especially these days, if they want to make something melodic, yeah. kind of go towards. And that kind of backtrack where it's just like that background, like bass and synth. Yeah, when you hear all that uh, stuff, just, it's, uh, it, it like gives you a, uh, I don't know, it's, it just evokes emotion. Yeah. Just like, you yeah. you feel that bass and the synths all at once and you're like, oh, like, <laughs> that hit me, dude. Like, you know, there's, there's, like, there's different guys that were able to do that too in other genres, like James Horner. Yeah, was a, was one of those. Um, uh, uh, Paul Williams. There's just different artists that, and musicians that, that. I mean, in Williams' case, he had entire symphonies with him. Horner did too, to a degree. Mm. But you know, they wrote stuff, and there's certain music. You know, there's certain styles of music that, that immediately tug at your heartstrings. That immediately, mm-hmm. immediately, like you feel emotion. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's interesting. Like rap. If if somebody's just looking at it from a surface level, I think. They won't get that. No, they'll just see okay, you know, lyric lyricism and whatever. But if they listen to the lyrics and see where they're coming from and the story that's being told, then it'll probably hit them better. Well, you like know? even uh, even songs like uh, "Straight Out of Compton," mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's on surface level just a simple gangster rap song about these dudes that do hard shit in the streets of Compton all the fucking time. Come to Compton and you can see we do hard shit in the streets of Compton. Yeah. Like the whole fucking song is like that. <laughs> but when you listen to the fucking the beat plus the lyrics, the whole fucking song it has like like cop sirens swaying in the background and it sounds like everybody's in a rush on this song. It's like they're saying like we do all of this and we run from the cops. Like it added to the message of the song. Yeah. And it's like, damn, they some real criminals. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you hear a song about hypnotized too. I mean, you know. Like, yeah, and that song is mellow as fuck. You listen to like, the lyrics, you're just like, oh. Yeah. And I don't like. I mean, I'm straight up. I mean, people that have listened for a while, they know me. I don't like that rap that much. I don't yeah, listen yeah. to a lot of rap. But ever since your father's show, mm-hmm. I've liked rap a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm giving it more of a chance and stuff like that. But I mean, still, I mean, I grew up with just rock and roll, like '70s and '80s rock, and and. That and synthwave music in general, that that style, yeah, it's yeah. like you know, but I mean, I, I'm not. I put on cootie, you know, shit like that. I put on shit all the time, and sometimes my wife's like, "What are you listening to?" And I'm like, "Is it cootie? What's wrong with you?" You know, like, but you know, she doesn't judge. She doesn't judge me, but she's, yeah, she's right to question it because it's kind of out of the blue. You know, you know, what's crazy is like there's there's been like I think there's something magical about concerts that does mm-hmm. something for you musically that. Mm-hmm you didn't think would be possible like i don't don't even know how to explain it other than like giving examples that i've um been through like there's artists that i don't listen to regularly at all dj lance rock and you'll get hey you know what i I mess with (laughs) dj lance rock like you know that that that, he still had the best track suit of all time he's still wearing that track suit he goes to comic cons he 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 is he tours he goes to cons he sets up his booth and he signs autographs and takes pictures because he's freaking awesome like there's artists that i literally like would not listen to outside of a concert setting and 
when I went to that, that festival last year, there was a couple artists that I went to, and I, I was like, well, I'm really here because three acts from now, somebody I care about is going to be on this yeah, stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just want to be close enough to, you know, Support. experience it, yeah. you know? And, um, you know, then this artist shows up half hour late, and I'm like, this guy's a fucking asshole. <laughs> and then the fucking, then the songs come on, and he's a killer performer. And I'm like, I fucking get it. Like, yeah, I yeah. fucking get it. I don't like this guy. Yeah. Outside of this this context, but like, holy fucking shit, I, I absolutely get it. This is absolutely one of the best like physical performances that I've ever seen. This guy's oh, all yeah. over the fucking place. Um, another example, uh, Kanye West, t- horrible human being. Oh yeah. Solid musician. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> he dropped an album in 2013 by the name of Yeezus. Which already had a lot of controversy because well, yeah. of the name Jesus yeah, yeah, comparing yeah. himself to Jesus, which was half the joke of the album. He actually oh, yeah. made a whole song called "I Am a God," oh, and, my and and the whole and there's actually a point in the song where he says, "I just talked to Jesus." He said, "What up, Jesus?" Oh my! There's God. actually <laughs> these are all things that are true. Um, I did not like this album when it came out. Not for religious reasons, because fuck religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, we're not, yeah. But I didn't like the album because it went very industrial, um, hardcore into like the techno and, and rock genres um, as far as production went. Very in, industrial sound. And uh, it just wasn't my mood at the time. And then later that year, I went to the concert, and it was Kendrick Lamar opening up for him, and he had just dropped his first uh, commercial album, so he had performed that. That was incredible. But then when Kanye came out, he had a fucking mountain on the stage. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm not even joking when I say there was a fucking mountain. If you watched Guts on Nick, Nick, uh, Nickelodeon oh back in the day, like the aggro crag, like he had that shit. <laughs> Holy shit. And, you know, the, the concert starts and like 12 women come out in like almost skin tone wedding dresses with veils. You can't see their faces at all. And they all walk out. And then the first song, oh, oh no, a god beam comes down on all of them. I'm not even joking, dude. From the <laughs> sky, a light that was so bright, it like radiated into the crowd from where it was hitting on the Jesus stage. Christ. And then um, there was like a diagonal, like hanging um, LED yeah. that had like a word came up. And this beautiful voice pops up and starts explaining this concept. One second. Uh, I got a phone call. Yeah. I'm with Steve. I'm with Steve. We're podcasting. Mind your business. <laughs> yeah, you were you weren't here. All right, we'll do. We can do it again this weekend. How you go? We've been podding for like a half hour now, forty minutes. I gotta go to sleep soon. And he's gotta go to sleep soon. We can do it tomorrow. Another day. We can do it tomorrow. Night. He's gotta go to sleep soon. <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> he wakes up at 5 a.m., fool. 
You guys can come over tomorrow after work if you got time. You're in the doghouse, Steve. Oh, uh, look here, Dan. <laughs> he said, look, look here, here, Dan. We just got done talking you up. <laughs> We're done talking you up. <laughs> so talk about how good you make this podcast. He said it's $18 to get out of the doghouse. <laughs> no, that's not convenient for the parking ticket he just got. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, <laughs> man. I, tr- I held this off as long as I could, man. <laughs> No, we'll come over. We'll come over. You can come over tomorrow night or the night after, something like that. You guys, you guys just come over. It'll be fine. No, he's. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. <laughs> but like we have, we have to explain that. I'll yeah. cut out most of it. Your dad called with Mag because he wasn't involved in the podcast. Yeah, he was kind of upset because he ain't here. <laughs> it's like you told him. You know, it's like. No, I literally told him. But um. Yeah. But yeah, like it was. I didn't fuck with the album at all. Yeah. But like, right out the gate, Mountain. 12 women veiled and then giant like god beam descends yeah. and then big word comes on this diagonal screen over the mountain and it looks like it's god's message coming down onto you and you're like what the fuck am i <laughs> what is this and then kanye comes up and he like creeps through the 12 chicks and he's got a all diamond a black diamond mask on whole like luchador style like over the whole head what the fuck black diamond mask and he's rapping the whole shit and then you're like this might be the greatest fucking visual thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> and it kept getting better like the the next song halfway through it this fucking like werewolf looking fucking creature appeared at the top of the fucking mountain and it like crawled up on it and it had red eyes and shit and it was just sitting there looking and shit and i was like that's animatronic ain't it yeah. and no the fuck it's not it's a real fucking person on top of the mountain, and he climbed down the fucking mountain, and then like, um, kind of disappeared under the stage, and then Kanye popped up as the fucking werewolf and did a did a song, fucking sweet ass outfit. Jesus Christ! And then I was like, dude, is this gonna get any fucking crazier? Then the women, um, the twelve women who were essentially Kanye's twelve disciples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um faded back like uh, back down the stage and he performed i am a god oh my god and they they started to like ascending the path of this mountain up to the top and they just stood there and he walked up to the front of the stage and he like um the the stage was a long triangle yeah yeah and he put his right foot at the top point of that triangle and the stage fucking rose like it was part of the fucking mountain. And he ascended in front of us. And I'm like, Jesus holy Christ. fucking shit. I'm like, <laughs> dude, this is fucking madness. And I'm like, it can't get better, right? Yeah. Bullshit, it can't. The oh, fucking, geez. the mountain split in half on the stage. And a God beam came out of that. Oh, my God. And Jesus Christ himself came out of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Look at that black Jewish man. Look at that. <laughs> and Jesus walks up to Kanye, and he's like, "Like good, good man, good man." Oh, for God's sake! And then he walks off, and then Kanye's like, "I just talked to Jesus." Oh, for God's sake! He said, sakes. "What up, Jesus?" Like, oh my fucking god! And I'm like, "That might be the greatest shit I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> I don't think anything will top that. Like <laughs> he's so strange. It's like, it's so strange. But you know this, this, what they say about Kanye is like he's 
really, really intelligent and very creative. But he's also an asshole. He's an asshole. Yeah. But like, yeah, but you know, the thing is, like sometimes those really creative types are like that. I mean, yeah. you know, somebody said to me once, they're like, "Man, I'll, Kanye's the most creative musician ever. He's, he's really brilliant." I'm like, "One you know, of." I, I go, "You know, you know who, who was brilliant too? It was Heinrich Himmler? He was an asshole." <laughs> He was really brilliant too, and he was a dick. R. Kelly was brilliant. He peed on little girls. He peed on little girls. Kanye, this is this is October sixth, twenty twenty two. We're talking right now. Kanye was wearing a shirt that says "White Lives, White Lives Matter." Matter. He's dude. like he's like really anti-black right now for some reason. I don't. Know. I don't. And I don't even think it's that. I think it's he's the kid that you tell him. Hey, don't do that. What are you doing? Are you and doing? and that kid's like, I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. He's, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like he's got like a touch of something. Like, like little, <laughs> something's not I, right. Granted, like, I know the he he did the Trump shit where he, he went to the White House and shook mm-hmm. his hand and had the whole like press thing with that. Yeah. You can um, be, yeah. I mean, political wise, you can, you can believe in, in whatever. That's whatever. Yeah. 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 But then to be like, white lives matter. You know that's you, literally just you, like you're you just poked a crowd and exactly. you're like exactly <laughs> I know right got him because it's not what <laughs> like, the, it's not what the whole freaking the Black Lives Matter was about it wasn't even about the color of the skin necessarily as it was as a people no but the whole you know like, like yeah like the whole point was ultimately it seems like in America Black lives don't, don't matter. matter yeah and they, 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 but people are just like you well, what about Asian what about, lives? what about what about, the, what about everybody else it's huh. Like, you mean only black lives? No, no. I, no, it's like, we no. never said that. We never, yeah, yeah. So no, we're just <laughs> we're, we're speaking from from what we believe is what they're saying, what what we've experienced as a culture. And you got to respect that shit. You can't be like, you know, like you know, Irish lives matter. We no, were in, we were enslaved by the Romans. It's like yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, but you know, so you were know, the Turkish. So were the, so Turkish, were the fucking. Yeah, I mean, every race has been enslaved. But at this, some point, the problem is, is like. You know, African Americans have—they were enslaved. They've—they've they've continued to be marginalized, and it was for especially brutal. Years. Yeah. It was especially brutal, and it's still brutal. Oh. I just had to stop because I heard my gate open. I thought my gate—I thought—I thought it was your dad just because the no, whole bus in here. really did. And you know, well, yeah. So freaking like, yeah, Kanye. So Kanye's an asshole. He's nuts. But and it's a lot of those like brilliant artists are like that. There's some people that are like, I have zero. I, I, my problem is that like, if I know somebody's an asshole. I have a knee-jerk reaction to being like, you know, I'm not going to listen or watch anything you do because you're a dick. You know, just like, I, I don't, don't do want to support you. I can't bring myself to do it because it's it's so bad. Like, yeah. it's so bad because I know the person's a piece of shit. Yeah. And then they put out something and I'm like, oh, but this is great. <laughs> this is great, though. Like, why, why, why would you do this? Why would you be a bad person and then drop something great? Why couldn't you just drop trash things after yep. you were a bad person? Like... Because somebody sold it, sold the devil. I mean, that's, that's like, <laughs> God damn it. Just cash. Right? Yeah, for real. Cash money right there. You Take know it. You know, it's hilarious, though. You, do you remember the the You Don't Have the Answer Sway interview? It was about no, 10 years ago. No. So Kanye West went on Sway's uh, Sway in the Morning show on Shade 45 10 years ago. Yeah. And uh, little, it's it's almost ten years ago, I want to say. And uh, he usually doesn't do radio shows like this, um, at least on satellite. Um, he's done like Breakfast Club with Charlemagne and and a couple other people. But he went on Sway's show and he talked about all of his businesses. He's trying to get going yeah. and all of his deals and his shoes and all this stuff. Any any like uh, any helpful words he has for people trying to be like him, uh, whatever. But there came a part of the um, in the uh, interview where Sway asked Kanye, "You know, you're telling me like you're you're trying to get you know a partnership 
with this brand or that brand or like you're trying to get a, a Gucci partnership. You're trying to get a, a Gap partnership. You're trying to get a whatever partnership. Why don't like you're, you're trying to get them to go, go in halves with you on starting your business. Yeah. Why don't you just start your business and say, fuck them? Because you have the fan base. You have the power. And it's your ideas. What you do is is meaningful. Yeah. You know? He was like, why don't you just do that? And he was like, you ain't got the answers, Sway. You ain't got the answers. It was like, you don't be in the meetings like I be in the meetings. You don't know. You don't know the answers. And he's like going off on Sway. for. He went off on him for like five minutes. Oh, my God. And Sway was like, Kanye, I'm trying to tell you. Like, yeah. Like... You can do it on your own. Like I'm not like this ain't no dig. Yeah. Like I'm I'm trying to tell you. Like yeah. I'm trying to empower you. Yeah, you're brilliant. Yeah. And um that's crazy as hell. Um yeah. It's the wind. Suggestive. Um <laughs> No, but uh he so he goes off on Sway and basically tells Sway, You don't got the answers for my problems and, and this and that. Yeah. And here we are ten years later, Kanye just spontaneously uh, backed out of his deal with Gap because Gap was going to open up um, a, a bunch of Yeezy stores. No shit. That were going to, it was going to be the Gap logo, but YZY. Yeah. And it was huh. going to be all Kanye designed clothing, like partnered with Gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he backed out of it and said, fuck that, I'm doing it on my own. And somebody had interviewed him right after. I don't remember if it was like a news channel or something, but somebody had interviewed him right after. And it was like, we're coming up on the 10-year anniversary of uh, that that fateful interview on Sway in the Morning. Um, Is there any uh, recapping thoughts 10 years later that you want to think? He was like, I know they're going to meme me for this. Uh, I I know they're going to laugh for this one. They're probably going to hate me for this one. But I will admit, yes. Sway did have the answers. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so funny, dude. <laughs> it was like, they gonna meme me for this. <laughs> yeah, they gonna meme me for this. Jesus Christ. Yeah, oh, that, that, yeah, that guy. He's crazy, though. He's absolutely crazy. And that's the thing. Like Some of these people, like you know, these brilliant artists out there, some, some artists are just brilliant, and they're cool. You get somebody like Springsteen, who's a good writer. He's a chill dude. You know, you got like you know, uh, people like like well, Nelly. Nelly's a crazy guy because he literally was like, I made all my money off of rap, and then I trans transitioned it all into country, and now I make way more money on country. And but then you guys, I mean, these people like it's possible to be super famous and really intelligent and creative and not lose your shit. Yeah. You know, other people they completely lose their shit. It's like, and, and you gotta wonder, were they always like that? Is it a chemical imbalance? You know, are there people giving them drugs to keep them fucked up? You know, I mean, I mean, you gotta, there's all sorts of factors. Effect. I mean, you gotta have somebody around you that can look at you, that you trust, and be like, "It's a fucking stupid thing to say. Don't talk like that." Right. And I think realistically, there's just I mean, look what happened to M for a while. I mean, he's, he's getting his shit back together now. Yeah, but there was a minute there was where a he minute was... he was surrounded by people that didn't like have mm-hmm. his best interest at heart. Nope. And they were just he they pushed him away from all. Well, of his and friends. he wasn't of the right mind to even fight back against no, that. No, and they pushed him away from all of his friends. Yeah. You know, there's people in the business that you know, you know, people out of the business. I'm sure that knew that kid. Right. That 
were just like, you know, yo, look, we're friends. What are you doing? And his his groupies would surround him and walk him out of the room. He'd never see him again. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, it's up to, but the problem is, like, as a man, it's up to you as a man to step up and say, you know what? Leave me the fuck alone. I still think it's crazy because, like, all the stuff that happened with him and my dad. Yeah. They were, like, best friends when they were my age, my current age. Yeah. And, um, and Em was huge when he was your age. Yeah. And, uh, the crazy shit is they were both parents of three year old children, yeah. four year old children. And they were both, like, new fathers, like, learning how to be a parent to a mm-hmm. young kid. And, uh, you know, and then I had, I had seen him again when I was like seven or eight. Um, but that was the last time I saw him. But it's crazy to me that like all this stuff happened with my dad. Yeah. Um, he gets out of his record deal. Um, after he, he was, uh, him and everybody that was on the tour got kicked off of Eminem's tour. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't anything personal. It was literally just everybody got removed from the tour. Yeah. All at once, pretty much. It's like a business thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, all that happened, and it's been 16, 17 years now. Jesus Christ. And Eminem has not reached out to not just my dad, but any of them. Like, any, like the amount of people in D12 Eminem has talked to in 17 years yeah. is probably two of them. You gotta wonder is do you think he's just he's regretful and he just doesn't he doesn't wanna just he doesn't wanna even remember those bad memories or do you think he's so busy and people are keeping his head spinning that they're just like you you talk about you talk about you don't need them you don't need them you know you know I think he's I think it's he's got handlers I think it's he's uh, got people well I I know for a fact he has handlers but I'm I mean I think he has people that decide for for M what is best for M and that's bad. You don't want, well, you, you know, you really don't want that. Because know? he's never been, when he wasn't of the right mind, Yeah, is when he put out the most music with other people. Yeah, yeah. And when he sobered up and he got better, he's only worked with about six artists since then. That's not good, man. And, and that's cre- about cre- ten years now. And create, create, creatively, you know, creatively, Dude, I'm tired. Creatively wise, like that's not good for you as a as a as an artist because mm-hmm. you're never gonna grow either. I mean, you can't. He couldn't put out an album that was just like his first album right now because people would be like, "Yeah, we've heard it, we've seen it. What are you, what else? What do you have for me?" Well, he he fucked you know? up though because like he spent too long doing goofy shit. Mm. Well, he, like because he dropped that first album and it's it's got goofy shit in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's also a lot of that dark, um, mm-hmm. like I'm gonna say things that is pure shock value. But lyrically, yeah. so you can be impressed by the lyrical side, but also be like, "Whoa, dude, that's fucking dark." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I'm gonna make a whole song about killing my girlfriend, or, yep. or my mom, or my fucking like, dude, or that fan that killed it, killed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Stan, yeah, yeah. Stan, um, that's fucked up. And I mean, that's gonna fuck. Me and he kind of he kind of wrote that song because of the whole idea that people were saying your music is gonna cause this kind of violence. Yeah, yeah. So he made that song and kind of like response to it like fuck you no it's not like no but they've been saying that for years they said it about rock and they said about rock and roll they said when elvis twitched his hip twitched his hips on tv people thought people thought there were gonna be riots in the streets and like Uh nothing nothing fucking happened they said the same thing you know when d snyder went in front of congress and was like no uh 
heavy metal music does not cause people to to kill people. Yada yada yada. He's like, it's you know, and he called out. Well, uh, they do that with every form of entertainment, dude, and it drives me crazy because like even even something like games, video games oh, are, yeah. are the constant target of that causes murder, bro. Well, it's like, the people pointing the fingers at it. With Tipper Gore, Al Gore's <laughs> wife was like, blah, 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 blah. you know, this is all this this is all about da 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 da. It's about you know, debauchery and blah, blah, and Dee Snyder was like, actually, those lyrics are about a mother and a child. If you're reading debauchery stuff into that and S&M, maybe that's on your end, not on our end. Right. And right. he was like, and he just, he read her the right, and it's funny because, like, Al Gore brought something up, and Dee was like, actually, that's your wife's, uh, it's, your, it's your wife that was viewing those movies, not not me. Right. You know, something like, there was something where, like, he, basically, he, caught Al, he called out Al Gore the fact that his wife was caught, like, like watching something inappropriate, and he was just like, "How does she even know what that is?" Because I don't even know what that is. And Al was like so mad he couldn't even speak. And Al Gore, the guy who invented the internet, you know, uh-huh. was, you know, and he was. You, know, you had this hard push by these hyper religious zealots that are always just like, you know, you're the cause. That's the cause. That's the cause. It's like no, people are fucked up. Uh-huh. We're a bunch of crazy, hairless monkeys, yeah. mostly hairless monkeys. You know, with fucking nuclear weapons. Like, we're just crazy, you yeah, know? Like, yeah. you got to calm the fuck down. So, like, to blame M and his music or to blame anybody in their music is is stupid. And yeah. the thing is, though, is average people, average people know this shit. It's the people that don't know, the mm-hmm. people that are people that are um, easily swayed, the sheep, you know, that are out there. Is all, you know, like that Mist movie, there was that one woman where it was like, it's... The wrath of God come down. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's aliens, you fucking idiot. Like there's an alien right there. She's like, It's Jesus. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, she we, we need blood sacrifice. You know, there's always people like that. There's always been people like that. And there uh-huh. still are. You know, there's probably people in our neighborhoods that if you know, if power went out for more than four days, they'd be looking at like, you know, find somebody to sacrifice to Jehovah right. to to bring the power back on because people are fucking weird and stupid. Yeah. So to blame you know, and so I don't blame him for making a song like that. I think it's brilliant. I think mm-hmm. it's a good idea, you know, to to say, fuck you. I'm going to make a song making fun of your stupidity. And when people listen to these lyrics, as the years go by, as the decades go by, they're going to look back and they're going to listen to this. They're going to be like, yeah, no, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and eventually, maybe at some point, we'll get to this as a society, you know, as a people, like, we won't have assholes like that in charge saying, you shouldn't watch this. It'll make you gay, right? You shouldn't watch that. No, that shit. You know, like you know what I'm saying. Like it's crazy because it's everywhere. Oh, it's, it's bad. everywhere. It's always been. There's that always way. people telling you don't watch something because it's gonna do this. Yep. Like, and that's bullshit. Oh, I yeah. mean, well, even like, um, even horror movies. Like horror movies get that a lot. Like they, uh, like they'll do some shit that like no other movie would dare to do. Yeah. And they'll be like, "How like you can't fucking watch this movie because like it's literally gonna give you a stroke in the theater." <laughs> and you're like, "Why?" Because Michael Myers stomped somebody's head in. And you're like, "Okay, that's why I'm here." Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, I wanted to see that. It's I wanted hilarious. to see that. It's great. I, it's... I was I wanted to go see Hostel because I'm interested in the the codependent relationship of the two leads. You know, it's you know, no. I went there to see somebody get their yes. eyeball cut off. I Come went. On. I wanted to watch Hills Have Eyes because I hate myself. Oh my god! And they're like, they're like well, what oh, yeah. the fuck? Yeah, no, it's, it's all about control and power. I went out of my way to rent Wrong Turn because I live <laughs> in the hills of West Virginia. Oh god! No. Oh god! No, <laughs> like, no, West Virginia. 
<laughs> you don't fuck around with, with Halloween being here. Like, that's one of those things. Like, I always think about being a kid living up in the mountains, like trick or treat when I was like my my youngest daughter's age, when I was like like five years old. Yeah, like, yeah. that was some scary shit. I mean, our neighborhood was was like suburban, a typical suburban neighborhood, whatever. But you know, the houses were a little further apart. You know, they were uh-huh. they were good like two hundred feet, three hundred feet apart or more. Yeah, and uh, about the length of a like you. Like a baseball diameter, more yeah, far enough yeah, apart, yeah. like you wouldn't hear your neighbors. Right. But I remember just going trick or treating, and the neighborhood would be packed with kids, and there were shortcuts. You could you could cut through the little patches of woods here, and then you could cut through the woods to get to the other neighborhood or another street where there's a lot more candy. Uh-huh. And it was always that dangerous because it was dark. It was like you know the 1980s street lights. Um, there's no street lights over there. Oh. You know, and there there are adults watching the kids like walk like walk around with their little kids or whatever. My mom be out there, you know, but like you hear that wind, and you'd hear shit walking, and you're like, well, it's either a bear or it's a demon's gonna eat my soul, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and this time of year, it always like I always I always remember that shit, particularly on windy cold days. Like mm-hmm. right now, we we keep hearing, we're not hearing so much in here because of the soundproofing, but we hear stuff moving outside, and you're just like, what the fuck is that noise? Yeah. Yeah, it's and you it's gotta eerie. Wonder, it's eerie, <laughs> and you gotta wonder like how I mean, it's as campy as it is. How fun would it be to put out like a like a rap horror album? You know what I mean? Just some, just like like ICP did it. For, well, I, I, they don't count. <laughs> they don't count. No, no, no. You know what was weird was when they did when they took Wizard Nin- of Oz and who's made that? it a whole fucking who's that ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> When they d- they took Wizard of Oz and made it a whole fucking album of like horror core shit, Jesus Christ! Like, yeah, that shit is weird. I'm no, not. I'm just I, thinking like I don't know how people like that shit. The only thing I remember, literally, the only album that I remember, the only I mean, there's, there's a few songs here and there, but like I remember like uh, the DJ Jazzy Jeff did Nightmare on My Street, and it was oh a Freddy. He did it for like Nightmare on Elm Street Five or something like that or Four, and he it's a whole song called Nightmare on My Street. And it's like. Him rapping, and we've got Robert England in the background That's doing awesome. vocals, and it's all about Freddie coming to get you, and your parents are listening. <laughs> shit like that. I mean, I think it's hilarious. You know, rocking. Dude, I couldn't even imagine them doing that right now. Oh, no. Like, are you kidding me? It would be, it'd be, it's so campy. <laughs> but you listen to that song, and it's DJ Jazzy Jeff, and you're just like, ha, 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 Nightmare on my street, dude. And they play like that. They play the, the Friday the 13th, or the, uh, Amber and Elm Street music and stuff. Yeah, I said we need to do. What we need to do is we need to watch. Like, we need to watch a really good horror movie. Oh, then, you like, know what? I just watched it. the best one the other day with Carla. Was it CNN? It was Halloween Resurrection. Is it the newest one that came out? No, it's the one that came out in like oh four or some shit with Busta Rhymes. Oh and my it, fucking! And Tyra God. Banks and fucking Tyra when she before she was like crazy. Oh, oh when she was amazing. Um. Tyra but there's that one part that fucking kills me when uh when Busta Rhymes he he's like cuz he's putting on a show or whatever like an internet show of like we're going into Michael Myers house and yeah. we're going to hopefully uncover what caused him to break and this and yeah. that and then like Busta Rhymes dressed up as Michael Myers and goes in the house to fuck with the kids and you see Michael Myers in the frame behind him, like, following him. And he turns around like, shit, dog, like, you scared the shit out of me. And, like, <laughs> and, and he, no, he didn't even kill him in that scene. Because Buster Rhymes was like, 
was like, listen, because he thought it was somebody else. <laughs> yeah. That was like supposed to be him in that situation. Yeah. He was like, where the fuck you been at all this time? God damn it. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, he was like, well, get the fuck out of here then. You don't want them to see us. Fuck up the whole shit. And then he, he was like, fucking move. Skedaddle. <laughs> and then Michael Myers was like, all right. And he just like walked off. Like oh, He literally turned around and walked away. And then at the end of the movie, they fight each other. And Buster Rhymes hit him with a fucking roundhouse. Oh, my God. <laughs> fucking crazy, dude. Buster Rhymes. Oh, my God. Jesus we were dying laughing the whole movie. I love movies like that. Yeah, we got to watch something funky and weird like that. Talk about there's, there's gonna be. Some I gotta movies. watch all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. You haven't seen them? I've seen oh. the first one. Yeah, I've seen parts of the second, and I've seen Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors is dope. Yeah, I saw that when I was like seven or eight. But I, I, I was about that age yeah. when I saw them, so I don't remember them. I saw like that, that shit really fucking way too young. I saw a lot of those movies too young because it was the eighties. People don't give a shit. My baby, no, they didn't give a shit. ABC was like, let's watch this. Oh, look, it's Kevin Bacon get an arrow shoved through his throat by Jason Voorhees. And they'd be like, hey, look at this, little little 19-year-old titties. And he'd be yeah. like, and, and you're like, this is PG. This, is, oh my this, God. this movie's PG. What the hell? Typical 80s, you know. They oh didn't God. care in no. the 80s, dude. Nope. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Yeah, we'll have to do that. We're definitely going to have to record again soon. Yeah. Like, when you get off work, you just come over here. You'll be tired. Oh my god! Your eyebrows just dot, just dropped. You went, hey. oh. Yeah, yeah. I thought about it. <laughs> and then we had the weekends. Like, you can do a Saturday night. Well, I got Wednesday, Thursdays for Wednesday, Thursdays off for the next probably three weeks to a month. That's amazing. And then I'm gonna have the weekends off for like six months. Dope. We're doing. We're gonna record like crazy. Hell yeah! Because your dad will. Your dad. And my dad will come through on Sundays. Your dad's. Your dad's gonna kill you <laughs> if you don't. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, I mean, I can record with just your dad. It's fine. But it's you and me. This is our podcast. <laughs> and I don't want your dad to come in and be like, this is my shit now, no, my yeah, shit. You know? <laughs> like, he's already a world-famous rap artist. How much power do you want, Hush? You can take it all. Come on, Dan. I don't need it. <laughs> Dan. I don't need the fame. You. Whatever, Dan. <laughs> Whatever, Dan. Yeah, our, our 18 listeners. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, yeah, next time, next time, we hopefully, it'll be Mike. Hopefully. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll be Mike and, and Dan Carlisle. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe uh, Cadillac Dale. Oh, actually, that'd be sweet. Cadillac wants to come out here. He wants to see how this works, so. That'd be pretty sweet. All right, guys, this has been a kind of a rambling, fun episode, but uh, we'll promise <laughs> at some point we're going to talk about sci-fi and comics again. So we got to talk about She-Hulk and her man-hating ass. And we got to talk about a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, you got the, the new uh, uh, Doctor Strange uh Women power forever. That movie, oh. no, I'm kidding. That's made that up. It could could be a Marvel movie. It could be. It's all about. It's, it's all probably about, a comic. It's all about eman- emasculation and uh, <laughs> and and and, and, and Doctor Strange and the mask <laughs> of emasculation. Oh God! No. <laughs> oh my God! It's already happening. Oh yeah, I gotta stop watching uh, Nerd Rotic so much. This shit. Actually, I will tell everybody out there if you want to listen, if you want to watch somebody funny on YouTube or listen to somebody. Listen to uh, uh, Critical Drinker. Oh, my gosh. He's so fucking funny. He's a Scottish dude. Uh-huh. And he talks about movies and TV. And the way he speaks, the way he talks, the Critical Drinker, he's so freaking funny. <laughs> and he just rips shit apart. He's like, why do they go? How do they know how to do that? Don't know. 
Maybe they, they, they're not going to explain. Are they, they going to explain it to us? Fuck no, they're not. Because fuck them, you know. And he'll be talking about a movie like, you know. And then they went and did this. Fuck off, movie. You know, it's just so funny. You're like, holy shit. That's I've, been, I've been like binge watching all of the critical drinker shit lately. That's awesome. And he's just he's politically incorrect, and he doesn't give a crap. Uh-huh. He's very funny. So I figure I give that plug out there. You know. But, all right, you guys. So we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it. And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing. Never give up, never slow till I finally prove it. Never listen to the no's, I just wanna keep moving. Keep my head up when I act, head up, that's a fact. Never looking back, I'ma keep myself on track. Keep my head up, staying strong, always moving on. Feel I don't belong, tell my thoughts to move along. Push myself to be the best, die with no regrets, live with every See my message start to spread And I had so many dreams Then you hit your teens Life ain't really what it seems Try to find out what it means Always do it on my own So I gotta get through it And the only thing I know Is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow Till I finally prove it Never listen to the no's I just wanna keep moving Yeah, I put out all the start It's my only medicine Yeah, everything I do I'm just being genuine Yeah, I'm sick of being screwed Feel my own Adrenaline, yeah, I do just what I do And I hope you let me in, let me in, yeah Oh, yeah.